1: This is a Lip Media Podcast. We lived on a cul-de-sac for a really long time.
0: I just had this image of you (laughs) flash in my head. You're like a cow running through like (laughs) green pastures with like butterflies flying around. That's exactly
1: what it was like.
0: Hi, my name's is and I'm June, and you're listening to our podcast, List Me Tender, where we delve into
1: bucket lists of things to do before you turn 30. So it's the first episode of our second season of List Me Tender. Woo! Can you believe it, Daphne?
0: Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> clap I'm actually clap,
1: clap. really happy that we were both aligned and we both said yes to doing it. Yeah. There was definitely a delicate point towards the end of season one where we were like, hmm, does she want it? Does she?
0: <laughs> I felt the same way too. It's like, do I want to just be constantly editing more podcasts or do I just want to yeah. like, lie on my couch and do nothing?
1: Yeah, I definitely felt like, you know, when you first start having a crush on someone and you're like, oh, should I tell them that I that I like them? <laughs> that I want this to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, um, I definitely yes. had a lot of fun with it. So it's the first episode of season two. We have a pretty fun episode for you and one that is definitely related to hashtag ISO life now that um, COVID-19 is a thing. So everyone, we have a little bit of an announcement for this season. We've actually partnered with a lovely media company called Lip Media. Shout
0: out to Lip Media.
1: So Lip Media is a company that empowers Australian voices for LGBTQI and women. So it's kind of cool. We definitely fit that niche. And what that means for you as our listeners is you might have more company because hopefully more people will listen to us but also we'll have some ads in our podcast now which means that we will be making some number of cents (laughs) um how much do you think we'll
0: make (laughs) maybe i think for this month we might make three dollar 45 cents on sponsorship
1: revenue listening (laughs) that's a lot i'm actually estimating way less than that like oh really a dollar (laughs) fifty yeah okay
0: well let's just bet on these numbers and then we can report back and see how yep. much we're making from this podcast. But yes, this is actually <laughs> extremely exciting. And to be honest, when Lit Media first reached out to us over Instagram, I was quite dubious and I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, is this a scam? <laughs> yeah. I Are definitely we getting scammed? <laughs> um but no, so we're actually part of a group. Um so you guys should check out litmedia.com. There's a few other really interesting podcasts that you guys mm-hmm. can go listen to. But yeah, season two, we're back at it.
1: We're back at it. And what is this episode to kick off our very new season?
0: The topic that we're going to be chatting about is do something alone. Mm-hmm. Also, very, very hashtag COVID life related since mm-hmm. we know that hashtag some of you... Hashtag life. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. hashtag ISO life. Um, <laughs> is probably stuck at home by yourself and you have been doing something alone for the past one month or however long you've been in isolation for I will read the blurb whether it's embarking on a solo trip taking a class you've always wanted or simply dining out for one doing things alone gives you the chance to get really comfortable in your own skin and gives you the luxury of being able to do the things that you want to do Mm -hmm. so listeners how good or how much time have you spent alone do you enjoy it do you hate it I don't know let's dive into it June yeah. Well, I'm very curious. What do you
1: feel about this topic?
0: Um, I think you know what we should do. We should rate ourselves straight up for this topic. So okay. on a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at doing stuff alone? Uh, yeah, 10 being like excellent. You could spend one month in isolation and
1: be a happy chicken. Right. You've yeah. reached meditation zen and Correct. you do not need eye contact with mm-hmm. outside life. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a 5. <laughs> Okay, I I am an introvert, but I don't like doing things alone too much. How about you? I would say I'm similar,
0: but I don't want to have the same score. So I'm going to say I'm six out of ten in terms <laughs> of doing something
1: alone. Slightly better. Slightly better. Why don't we talk about is this something that you grew up doing Is it something Mm -hmm. that, as a child, you were comfortable with?
0: So I feel like doing something alone is probably very much based on your personality. And Mm -hmm. I would say I am definitely an extrovert. But I do enjoy my own quiet time. However... Growing up in Malaysia, I was never alone. My parents knew where I was every single second of the day. Whether I was in school Interesting. or you know I had classes after school or I had like ballet and piano classes. It was I grew up in quite like, a strict Asian household, I guess, but I also think because mm-hmm. living in Malaysia, well, I don't know if it's actually dangerous, but I was I grew up in an environment where my parents was tell me that it's very dangerous to be by yourself as a young Mm. child so I was kind of never left alone and also typical youngest
1: child syndrome I was always entertained. Interesting so do you think that's because you were in like the city and it's something that you can't just like walk to your friend's house? Yep
0: yep so Malaysia so growing up in Kuala Lumpur it's not a walking city per se you have to drive places and Mm. like I would hang out I still have friends that I would hang out in my neighborhood, but even then, I would always have like a chaperone. Mm. You know, even if it was walking three houses down, I would have someone walk with me.
1: Right, really?
0: Because the the my parents, the fear of kidnapping was very real. Oh, Um wow. Until what age? Like my all entire life. Yeah, even through wow. high school, I never. I hardly went to malls to hang out in malls with my friends. And and even if I did, my mom would like take me to the mall, but she would be there and then we would go out separate ways. What? Um, or my brother would have to be my chaperone. So yeah, I never really... I mean, that's
1: what I mean when I like my parents know where I was at every single minute of the time. That's like the complete opposite of me because I grew up in Canberra until primary school and then once i got to high school i grew up in suburban sydney and i have all of these memories of my childhood of me just like running free we lived on a cul-de-sac for a really long time
0: i just had had this image of you (laughs) flash in my head you're like a cow running through (laughs) like
1: green Paddocks.
0: pastures with like butterflies <laughs> That's flying around exactly
1: you. what it was like because I was such a tomboy I was really good at climbing trees we had our bike so we could get pretty far so we'd, like, go on all these epic adventures, like, down to the creek or through different fields Whoa. and, like, figure out different back ways. And so that is my whole memory of my childhood, like, going on different adventures. So did your parents know? No, they don't really know exactly what you were doing. Like, they knew we were out playing. But then once sundown happened, that's when you'd start going home and then have dinner with your family.
0: And was this you and your sister or you and, like, Kids from the neighborhood? Like who were Mostly these?
1: kids from the neighborhood. My sister was six years younger than me, so I remember on the occasions where my mum like asked me to take my sister to, I'd be quite annoyed because she'd be like mm, crampier style. Yeah. Not only that, she was a baby. And then as soon as I got to high school, I was like catching public transport by myself and like walking to the station and getting to school by myself. So I had the complete opposite experience. I swear if I got kidnapped, my parents probably wouldn't have known <clears throat> until much later at night time when this sundown happened and I didn't complete opposite. <laughs> so you were very independent growing up then? <laughs> Super independent, yeah. Did you spend yeah. a lot of time alone? Well, I guess it's alone in the sense that you are, like, getting to places alone. But usually it would be to meet a group of friends, not mm-hmm. necessarily to, like, go to, a, you know... A place like long be periods by of time, by yeah. So okay. usually, the periods of time where I'm by myself is like the journey to the place. Mm-hmm. So when did this change for you, or has it changed for you? Are you still <laughs> on observation? <laughs> I still today? have a chaperone
0: <laughs> with me at all times. Like they're just really just sitting outside right now because making too much waiting noise. Waiting for you so to finish. Well. The yeah, podcast. waiting for me to finish recording. <laughs> Actually. This changed as soon as I finished high school and my Mm -hmm. then boyfriend could start driving. It's so weird because my parents were very strict with me growing up. Mm -hmm. But then when I graduated high school and they didn't have to like drive me anywhere, somehow they were like, (laughs) okay, now you can do whatever you want to do. But in that sense, I wasn't really alone though because I was just out with my boyfriend, hanging out with friends and stuff. But I guess for me, the real experience of spending time alone or doing something alone is when I had to move to Australia, Mm. uh, moving to Sydney for school. I was actually really excited to be honest. I remember having to catch the flight for the first time on my own Mm. and I had a teddy bear. (laughs) I was 18. Oh my gosh. And it was very exciting, if anything. I don't think I was scared necessarily. And I think that gave me a taste of what being alone would be like. A bit uncomfortable. Yeah. It was an uncomfortable feeling. But if anything, I was excited that I was finally free.
1: Yes. You had lost the followers. (laughs) Mm, I had lost the chaperones. chaperones. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about now? So I think over the years,
0: I've really kind of being able to hone in the skill of doing stuff alone. I think having a meal on your own is something that not mm. many people would have mastered. Like at a restaurant? Yeah, at a restaurant would be comfortable doing. But because I I move so much, and there's always going to be a period of being alone when you move somewhere new. And it's something that initially it is very uncomfortable, especially because I grew up where I always had someone with me. But it took, it took a few years. So mm. I think I could go two maybe three days just being alone alone but any more than that i would probably go a bit crazy
1: you know even you talking about eating at a restaurant alone just makes me feel uncomfortable have you done it before i have done it before so last year james had a conference in seattle and so i tagged along but during the day it was just me Mm -hmm. exploring the city and so i would pick different neighborhoods each day and there was this like particular restaurant that I wanted to try and it didn't really fit into our nighttime schedule so it had to be like just me you know it ended up being fine I think I wished that I had a book with me and I was challenging myself not to look at my phone at all Mm -hmm. so I was just alone with like the wait staff and my thoughts and my food which ended up being quite enjoyable the food but I just felt uncomfortable. <laughs> I do think dining alone, like a
0: restaurant scene, is something that takes a bit of training and the whole how you mentioned not looking at your phone, I think that's also a big one because it's so easy mm-hmm. to get sucked in. But I think the more you do
1: it, the better you get at it. So right now, do you spend a lot of time alone? Considering your marriage? I was just thinking about this and honestly, the answer is not really. I'd say I was much more brave before marriage and now that James and I are together, we do most things, the two of us. The odd occasion where I'm doing something like alone is either if I'm going biking or to a yoga class or going on a trip with my girlfriends. But it's very rare that I'm doing something just by myself okay so i feel like i've gotten worse at this if anything <laughs> I'm, I'm too comfortable <laughs> <laughs> do you think you're an independent person i definitely think i'm an independent person because when push comes to shove i will do whatever it takes to get whatever thing done mm-hmm. it's just that my natural preference would be to do things with james now or mm-hmm. with like a friend now i guess it's more about comfort how about you
0: Along the same veins as what you just said, I do feel like I am quite an independent person. And sometimes the way I think about it is this. I'm in a relationship, but what if one day we break up? I will still keep doing all these things that I would like to do and all these things that I don't want to do because it needs to get done. Mm -hmm. It's not like I will die if I have to do stuff alone. I would just prefer it to be with company. And I do think humans, as we can see, in this COVID life people mm. are dying for social interaction
1: Yeah, and definitely. I just think
0: that's how humans are wired things are just so much nicer at least for me when I get to share it with someone else Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices I did a solo trip two years Mm. ago when I was still in London to Budapest. Completely by yourself? Completely by myself. Wow. I've never done it before. And it was three days, two nights. Overall, it wasn't bad. But if I had to travel solo again, unless it's something that I personally really want to do and I cannot find anyone else to come with me, then Mm. I will do it. But otherwise, I would rather not.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Even though you did
0: enjoy that trip? It was... It was enjoyable in parts but I think it would have been more
1: enjoyable if I had a partner. Mm. So what made you want to do it completely by yourself? Was it that no one else was available? Yeah, yeah no one right. else was
0: available. I was leaving London. I always right. wanted to go to Budapest, you know. I only had a very short window before I had mm. to leave, so
1: I just had to do it. And what did you end up doing on the trip?
0: I signed up for like a bike tour around the city and then in that oh, bike tour cute. I actually met someone and then we hung out for drinks that night that i was actually cute. quite surprised at how easy you could meet other people but yeah even when when we were out i was still like oh i really wish
1: i had my person or my right. friend with me that wasn't so effortful yeah. see this is the thing what i've realized about myself is i can do the thing it just takes so much energy for me to do it like i'm much more introverted than you daft an example is a few years ago i went on this Unplugged Retreat. It was something that like an acquaintance had told me about and it just really appealed to me at the time because I was between jobs and it seemed like a really great way to reset where I was at in life at that point. And it was one of those alternative retreats where you're not allowed to speak about work, you can't use your real name. All these things designed to challenge you in your, like, mental modes and, like, how you think about life. Okay, this sounds totally awesome. I would totally sign up for this. (laughs) I think I tried to convince you to come to Toronto so we could go to it together. But it didn't work out for whatever reason. Anyway, so I went there by myself. And I was super intimidated because everyone else was, like, so comfortable in their own skin. And there would be all these, like, dance parties where people would literally be dancing as if no one's watching them like I can't even begin to describe what that is so in the end I did end up making like a few good friends there one of them I'm still in touch with and he lives in Montreal but it took so much effort for me to put myself out there and like get to know these people that at the end of the day it ended up being a super freaking taxing weekend Mm -hmm. for me and while I did like have fun for parts of it I walked away thinking, I'm never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when I meet people like you that have done this more extensively, and I just really tip my hat to you. Kudos. I
0: think this thing that you went to is probably way more intense than me traveling on my own because you are actually in a social surrounding. At least when you're traveling alone, you can sit in the park alone. Whereas you were Mm. in a festival setting where people are meant to be social and you went there without a partner. So I would say what you did is probably
1: way more extreme than anything I have ever done. You're not expected to interact all the time. It was like very freeform. Mm. Like you could have spent the whole time in your bunk bed and no one would have cared Mm -hmm. what i found was a lot of people had gone there years and years in a row so they'd met these group of people that they knew over a course of time and then they felt more and more comfortable in their own skin once
0: again it always circles back to yeah you're doing something alone but you will meet up with other people
1: yeah as you said we are social beings especially now with covid and things it is becoming more apparent how real that need is in your Mm -hmm. life. You touched on when you move, you're alone Mm -hmm. for a period of time. Like, Mm -hmm. how did you feel when you first moved to Sydney and then London and then Vancouver? When I moved to Sydney, I was excited
0: about moving overseas. And because you were in a university setting, there is a lot of clubs and societies and mixer parties. All this have already been set up, so all I did was actually just attend all these things. And because I guess I didn't have a baseline, mm-hmm. I was I would just go to everything on my own right. because I thought that was what everyone else was doing. I remember in my first year of uni, for in every lecture class that I went to. Anyone that sat next to me, I would be like, Hi, my name's Dad. What other (laughs) tutorials are you going? Let me look at your timetable. Because I thought that that was what people did. So I had no baseline. And I think maybe that did set me up for kind of just going with the flow and just doing things and just like really leaning into finding people with hobby that you like and that's how we met i think because i had positive experiences from doing mm-hmm. that i just kind of take that with me but even moving to london uh what i did was i joined a hiking meetup group the first one i went on my own and in the second one i dragged danny along with me <laughs> meetups is actually a pretty good idea hey meetups is a great idea because it's something that you're interested in and you're more likely to get on or find someone mm-hmm. that is interested in doing the same things that you are so what kind of
1: tips would you have for doing things alone?
0: The good tip I, I have about eating at places alone is start yes. at Japanese places. Japanese oh. restaurants where you can just sit at the bar. Oh, sit at the bar, sit at the counter. If you're a solo eater, go to a place where there's like counter seating or bar seating.
1: Yeah, because otherwise the chair
0: that's empty opposite you mocks you the whole night. Like, <laughs> Someone's supposed why are to you be a loser. <laughs> I don't know if this is true, but sometimes I feel like there's this stigma of being alone. Like you're a loner. Why are you alone? Do you not have any friends? Yeah. So I feel like that's partially attached to it as well. Um yeah. and I do think when you're a bit younger, you're a bit more insecure. Mm-hmm. You're always like, Oh, people are watching me but then the older you get, mm-hmm. you realise
1: that people are so narcissistic. No one cares what you're doing. Yeah, they're just thinking about their own They're just thinking about situation. What, how they look and what they're doing right now. Yeah. I think sitting at the bar is a really hot tip because Mm. then at least you have the odd interaction with the wait staff and you're not sitting at a big table by yourself. Yeah, it's just and also less spotlight on you. I think that's kind of the main thing, that feeling of self-consciousness. I definitely have memories of traveling for work and needing to dine by myself and yeah, the bar thing always helps because you get a chance to chat with some of the staff in a way mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be able to when you're there with someone else. And they'll tell you like tips about where to go next or like what cafes to try.
0: And also often other people that sit at the bar are in the same situation like you. Yeah. So they might start chatting to you too. Okay, I have a question for you, June. Do you aspire to be better at doing something alone or not something higher on your list? I
1: would like to be more comfortable eating out by myself, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's very certain situations that I feel uncomfortable being by myself. Dining out is definitely the top one that I can think of because when I'm going to a gallery or a show, theater, like all of those things... I have no problem being by myself because it's just like me immersed in the thoughts of whatever art or concept that I'm learning for the first time. I think it's just the things that are innately linked to social interactions Mm -hmm. for me because when I go to a restaurant it's less so about the food or the ambience it's about the conversations that I usually have with people and like the deep things that I'm finding out about that person that's sitting across from me or the people that I'm sitting with so I think it's those innate social situations that I link with deepening connection that I feel uncomfortable and so I would like to eventually get to a spot where Mm I can open up a book and sit at a pretty you know classy restaurant and feel completely Mm -hmm. fine just like spending the afternoon there Mm -hmm. also one time when I lived in Osaka I came across this guy in front of Osaka castle there's a really beautiful lawn and there's like lots of cherry blossoms there too and I was passing in and out of the area and for a series of hours he was just sitting under a tree reading by himself and eventually I ended up striking up a conversation with him and turns out he was like a chef at a curry rest- udon restaurant and this was one of his days off and so on his days off this is the kind of thing that he likes to do spend an afternoon in front of Osaka Castle reading a book and I remember thinking this is so romantic you know this is the kind of thing that people envision that they'll do on their afternoon yeah. off, but in reality it ends up just being like laundry and then like texting or, you know, watching a few Life admins. Netflix shows, yeah, back to back. But he really does that on a regular basis. And so at that point, he was a fair bit older than me at the time. I remember thinking, that's really cool. I would like to do something like that mm-hmm. one day and I never have. So maybe I would like to get to that point where I have a free day and I go to a park. Maybe this is not your time yet. There's just too much things to do, like editing podcasts. That's true. There's too much laundry and podcast editing (laughs) standing in my way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I do think it's... It was so romantic.
0: I do think when you have more time when we get older perhaps he wasn't
1: old old so he was like early thirties oh early thirties oh still a very young guy we're early thirties that's us now yes now yeah okay aspirations Maybe once iso life is finished. Honestly, I do think there will be a large part of me that's just like rolling around in parks once this social isolation is done. I'm like <laughs> so ready to be outdoors all the time. Like the cow running through the <laughs> Like the cow running free. With the butterflies <laughs> flying to around my childhood. Your head. Yep. <laughs> so great. Exactly. Any final thoughts? What this period of isolation has really done for me is made me think about the things that are important in my life editing so to speak so yeah I am looking forward to how that manifests in the future and I do see being better at doing things by myself being one of those how about you now that we've had this conversation it's more about
0: self-awareness and being comfortable in your own skin To be Mm. able to do stuff alone. And I have been in some situations where I haven't done something because I didn't have a companion. Mm. And Mm. that's a shame to be missing out on opportunities if you can't find someone to do those things with you. So I would like to maybe get to a point where if I really wanted to do something, I would be more brave and more okay to just yolo and do it on my own so you think you'll be a bit more brave yeah i would try to i would like to be a Mm -hmm. bit more brave going forward but linking back to what we chatted earlier i do enjoy having people around because i like that banter and that's not something you can do when you're alone because then you're just like a crazy person
1: or are you or are you or are you a social media influencer (laughs) (laughs) that's true I feel like a lot of our takeaways are be more brave. Be
0: more brave. Be less self-conscious. And this
1: is also one of those things.
0: But I think overall I've done well. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, reach us on our Instagram. You can DM us, give us suggestions, tell us your stories about things that you've done alone. And next week, episode two, we're going to be talking another hashtag ISO life
0: related topic. Learn how to cook from scratch and we will have a guest joining us. Mm -hmm. So make sure you tune into that. And once again, I hope you guys enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we make three (laughs) dollar forty this month. Let's see how many listens we get. So please listen to us (laughs) so that I can win this bet of making three dollar forty (laughs) cents. That's
1: hilarious. Um,
0: and make sure to rate us on Apple iTunes. That would be super, super helpful. Subscribe. Like,
1: rate, all the things.
0: (laughs) But until then, everyone, please take care and enjoy doing stuff alone. Wash your hands and Mm -hmm. we will chat to you guys soon. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.